0: Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 69 of Better Regulate Than Never. Okay, well, I'm still, well, I'm ending my break. I'm getting ready to go back to work. But last week, I read a book to you called What Do You Do With a Problem? And this week, I'm reading another book to you called The Invisible Boy. And it was written by Trudy Ludwig, and it was illustrated by Patrice Barton. And again, last week I talked to you about how the illustrations really also tell the story, which is so beautiful. I love that about books, children's books. I guess a lot of adult books don't have pictures, but I love the idea of putting those two things together. Like how does this, how could the story be told through pictures? And then the words just, the whole thing is just enhanced so I am going to try to figure out a way so that you can see the pictures probably through some YouTube videos or something. But I wanted to get the, these recorded and out there so that you have something to listen to each Tuesday. And then you can always check my YouTube channel to see if there is a video so you can see with the pictures or just buy the books. They're amazing. If you, Even if... Well, most most of the people that are supposed to be listening to this probably don't have kids, but I know a lot of adults listen to it. So if you have kids, grandkids, which I'm so excited to share these with Oliver, but um, or if you have younger siblings or nieces and nephews, I mean, whatever, um, these books are great for gifts or just to have at your home to read to kids or if you um, I love reading aloud to a class. So if you ever have a chance to read a book to a group of kids, um, these books would be good ones to read. Cause I think there's a lot of good discussion if you wanted to do that. Um, so today's book is the invisible boy. And if you didn't listen to the book last week, um, I do kind of talk about the illustration so you can, you know, visualize it as you're listening to this. And then, like I said, maybe a YouTube video where you'll be able to see the pictures. Can you see Brian, the invisible boy? Even Mrs. Carlotti has trouble noticing him in the classroom. She's too busy dealing with Nathan and Sophie. So in this picture, (laughs) and I am an educator, so I totally have seen this a million times. Um, If you've ever just been in a group of kids, you will see this, but, um, there's two kids in this picture that are just like, you can tell they're just full of energy. There's all these lines around them. So they're like jumping around. They have big mouths. So obviously they're loud. And then there's other kids in the class that are just look regular. Like they're standing there or they're whispering or they're smiling or whatever, and then there's Brian, which in this book is the invisible boy. And what I love about this illustration is that all the kids and the teacher are in color and the, the classroom is in color, but the invisible boy, Brian, he's all kind of grayed out in black and white. And so you'll know which he is. And you can see that he's just the shy, quiet kid. And I was shy and quiet in elementary school. And so I totally can relate to this picture where, you know, bigger personalities and people who are loud or people that are popular people, you know, there's, or kids that are just really fun to be around, you know, they already have a lot of friends and they have a lot of bustle around them. The teacher also notices them because they have fun personalities, or there's also the loud child and the fidgety child. And the teacher has to pay more attention to those kids because they need more attention. And a quiet, shy child doesn't need the attention. So they don't get any of the attention from other kids and from the teacher. And so this says she's too busy dealing with Nathan and Sophie. So you, in this picture, she's trying to get Nathan and Sophie to calm down and be quiet. And so of course, Brian, who doesn't need any of that direction is getting left out. And the other kids don't notice him either because he's so quiet. Nathan has problems with what Mrs. Carlotti calls volume control. He uses his outdoor voice inside too much. Sophie whines and complains when she doesn't get her way. Nathan and Sophie take up a lot of space. Brian doesn't. When the bell rings for recess, Micah and JT take turns choosing kids for their kickball teams. The best players get picked first. Then the best friends of the best players. Then the friends of the best friends. Only Brian is left, still waiting and hoping. So because he's so quiet... People don't really notice him and people haven't chosen him to be a friend yet. So he doesn't, he's not a friend of a friend of a friend. And so he's still just standing there all by himself. And again, he's grayed out and the other kids are all in color and you can see him holding his hand up, like pick me, pick me. But he's kind of covered up by all the other kids who are in color. JT glances in Brian's direction and just as quickly looks away. We've got enough players for our team, he tells the others. Let's play ball. So it shows the kids getting started on their game, and Brian is walking away, still grayed out in black and white. And he's looking back at them, but he just looks sad and his head's kind of down. In the cafeteria, Madison and her friends talk about her birthday party. The rope swing over the pool was awesome, says JT. Yeah, so was the water slide, adds Fiona. That was the best pool party ever. I'm so glad you guys had fun, says Madison. Everyone did except Brian. He wasn't invited. So it shows them all at the cafeteria table. They're all eating. Everyone's in color. Everyone's smiling, laughing. And Brian is there all grayed out and black and white. And he's listening. You can tell he's looking at everyone talking, but he just looks blah, I guess, because he doesn't know anything about what they're talking about at choosing time while the other kids played board games and read Brian sits at his table doing what he loves to do best. He's drawing fire breathing dragons, scaling tall buildings Greedy pirates digging for treasure, space aliens locked in intergalactic battles, and superheroes with the power to make friends wherever they go. And it shows all of his drawings, and he's a really good artist. Um, His drawings are probably better than most kids in that class. On Monday morning, Mrs. Carlotti introduces Justin, a new student, to the class. Brian smiles shyly at him. Some of the other kids sneak looks at Justin trying to figure out if he's cool enough to be their friend. They haven't made up their minds yet. And so Brian looks kind of happy and he's looking up at him and smiling while the other kids have look like, Hmm, not sure if I want to be the new kid's friend or not at lunch. Madison and JT watch Justin eat with chopsticks. What's that? Asks Madison as she points at Justin's food. It's bulgogi. Bul what? Bulgogi. It's Korean barbecued beef. My grandma made it for me. It's really good. Do you want to try some? There's no way I'd eat bulgogi. And the kids laugh. All of them. That is, except Brian. He sits there wondering, which is worse, being laughed at or feeling invisible? And of course, all the kids are in color except for Brian, and he's looking kind of sad at the situation, and all the other kids are laughing, and um, Justin looks kind of confused and sad. He looked happy when he was telling about the bulgogi, but when they were laughing, he looked sad. The next day, when Justin goes to his cubby to put away his backpack, he notices a piece of paper with his name on it. And the piece of paper says, Justin, I thought the bulgogi looked good, Brian. And then he drew a picture of himself, Brian, eating the bulgogi and looking like he really likes it with the word yum. So that's the little note that he gave Justin. At morning recess, Brian finds a piece of chalk on the ground and starts drawing. So he's drawing a picture of, it could be a dragon or a dinosaur or an alligator. I'm not quite sure, but it's really good. And he's drawing it on the playground. The new boy, Justin, is standing there and he says, you're Brian, right? And Brian says, yeah. And he says, thanks for the note. Hey, Justin, Emilio calls from the tetherball court. You're up next. Sorry, I got to go, said Justin. By the way, that's a really cool drawing, he adds before taking off. And in this picture, because Justin is being nice to Brian and saying that's a really cool drawing, Brian's is starting to have a little bit of color to him. His arm is in color and his face is starting to be in color. Back in class, Mrs. Carlotti asks the kids to team up in twos or threes for a special project. The kids scurry around the room to pair off. Brian heads towards Justin. I'm already with Justin, said Emilio. Find someone else. Brian looks at the floor, wishing he could draw a hole right there to swallow him up. Mrs. Carlotti said we can have up to three people in our group. We're only two. Come on, Emilio. Let him work with us. That's what Justin says. So Amelia says, okay, I guess. And as Justin calls over to Brian and says, hey, come over and be in our group, Brian is starting to get color um, on his whole side and on his face. Mrs. Carlotti gives the class directions for the project. Your assignment is to work together to write a story about what you see. In this photograph, use your imagination and have fun. Whoa, cool, said Emilio. What kind of people do you think would live in houses like this? I don't know, but I bet Brian could draw them to go with our story, said Justin. Brian smiles as he takes out his lucky pen. And in this picture, they're all three looking at the photograph they're supposed to write about. And they're all three in color and they're all smiling. And so these two pages are just pictures, but it shows the three boys so excited working together. They're all just looking at each other, smiling, constructing pictures. They have glue out. There's paper all over the place. They're drawing. um, And then they've written the story and it shows them presenting it to the class And they have these beautiful uh, pictures to go along with it because Brian drew them. And then um, their story is written out on notebook paper and they're reading it to the class and showing everybody and they're all smiling and they're all in color. It's lunchtime again. Brian's least favorite part of the day. Another 20 long minutes of kids talking and laughing with everyone else but him. Brian, he hears someone shout. Hey, Brian, over here. Brian turns and sees Justin waving him over. Emilio nods at Brian as he makes room for him at the table. Maybe, just maybe, Brian's not so invisible after all. And it shows them sharing cookies with each other and all smiling and all laughing. I think this story is so important because I think we all feel invisible. Sometimes I know I definitely have felt invisible. And even though I I did, especially as a young person, uh, elementary school, when I was quiet and shy, because when people are quiet and shy, they do get forgotten or looked over. And it isn't because the teacher is mean. It isn't because the kids are mean. Um, I even see this in high school, and I do talk to especially new kids about this, because sometimes we have new students who come, and they're very anxious, and they're very quiet, and they're very shy, and they don't know really how to make new friends, or or um, if they want to make new friends, sometimes they're not sure about the people. And sometimes after a week or two, they've come to me and said, the kids here are mean. And I really don't. I mean, of course, they're mean People. There's mean people everywhere. But I don't think the majority of anyone is mean. And I think what happens is that when you're new, and especially if you're quiet and shy and you're not somebody that's just going to go out there meeting people, um, you probably just get overlooked because the kids that are already in school, that are already friends, they're only worried about their friends. They're only worried about oh, when I go into the lunchroom, I'm finding the people I know so I can hang out and laugh and joke and catch up with the day or whatever. And here's a new person who's quiet and shy. It They are some, somewhat invisible, like they're not being seen by anyone because all the other kids who have already been there are only worried about themselves. And so I think that there is an invisibility to being a quiet and shy person. And some people just are, and I totally get it. But if you are a quiet person who doesn't take up a lot of space, it is important for you to at least try to reach out in some way to meet people, either by joining clubs or when you go into the lunchroom, instead of thinking, oh, no one will like me, no one will want to sit by me, actually going up to people and saying, "Hey, can I sit here? What's your name? What do you do? What do you like?" um even though that's uncomfortable just making yourself do that. Or if you can't do that in a lunchroom right away when you're having class with people, you know, whoever's sitting next to you, if there's something that's being talked about in the class that obviously maybe you've missed some of, you could say, "Hey, you know, do you know about this? Can you explain it to me? And then by the way, what do you like? And what lunch do you have? Maybe we could set together, whatever. And that's a way to get connected. It doesn't mean that, you know, those people have to be your friends only, but it's a way to get started in meeting people so that you can, you know, meet other people and other people because it's the friends of the friends of the friends sometimes that end up being your friends. So, I don't know, just think about it. And if you're somebody who is outgoing and loves new people and new situations, look around your lunchroom, look around your classroom for those people that seem invisible and include them and say, hey, you know, what's your favorite movie? And what's your, who do you like to listen to or whatever? What kind of books do you like to read? What podcasts do you like to listen to? I have this one I really like. (laughs) Um, And just help them to get acquainted with some people you don't again, you don't have to be their only friend, but introduce them to your friends. And then again, through that friends of a friends of a friends, they will feel comfortable. And, you know, want to kind of branch out and and feel like the school is caring and inclusive, because I think we are I think we just forget about it, because we just get caught up in our own business. So be someone looking out for those people. If you have an outgoing personality and if you're quiet, try to find some way to start connecting with people. And I promise it will get easier and better. Don't just sit there with your head down because people aren't going to pay attention. (laughs) Well, good luck going into this new year. I'm very excited about it. I have so many things that I'm looking forward to trying new and, um, increasing my audience and, finding more clients. I'm so you can help me in that by sharing this podcast with people and telling people that it is important and um and contacting me for um, having a session where we can talk about anything you want to talk about. And I promise in 15 minutes of a free time where you can see how you can uncover some things you didn't know about. You will see the importance of having a life coach in your life. So think about that, because I think it's completely changed my life for the better. And I wish I would have had this so long ago, because I can't even imagine the impact I would have had on the world had I had this information sooner. So have an amazing week, and I'll talk to you next week.